0: Let's have a chat with Simon Ossica. He's from Paul Ossica Wines. Good morning to you, Simon. Yeah, hi, guys. Good morning. In the intro, we were saying um, that you were going to find a park for the kids to play while we had a a quick chat.
1: Uh, Yeah, not not, not quite. It hasn't panned out that way. So we've got (laughs) got an almost three-year-old eating a... uh, a Vegemite sandwich and a ten-year-old and a <laughs> that's under under threat of uh, of no screens for the rest of her life <laughs> in the car.
0: Right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll see. We'll
1: see how it goes.
0: Well, if they join us, it's okay. So don't worry.
1: Yeah, um, no, I've, I've, I've jumped in the in the passenger seat and uh, I'm on I'm not on speakerphone. So exactly. okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: um Now um, we want to have a chat because um, yeah, it's a great story. Your uh, your brand and so. Paul Ossica Wines is is the brand, and that's your. Now, would you say that that's your grandfather, or is that your dad?
1: Oh, both both uh, both my grandfather and father um, were called Paul, hmm. um, so it's Paul Senior and Paul Junior, um, which all, all gets very confusing because I'm Paul, so it's sort of. Well, you're
0: Simon Paul. Like we're,
1: we're at Ossica Lane as well, so um, you know if I'm giving someone our address. It,
0: Um, it looks like we've lost him I for a think second. We right? did lose Simon there. No, he's back. No, no he's not hello. Back. Oh, hey, there yeah. you are. So we did lose yep. you for for a second there. So, so yeah. So you're Ossica Lane. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. So, so Simon Ossica pull Ossica Lines at Ossica Lane, which um, which yeah. If you're sort of, sort of giving someone our address, if you if you can't spell Ossica at the end of it, it's uh, you're, you're, you're in trouble. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. my yeah my my grandparents. Established the vineyard, so my grandfather had been a vineyard on in um what was Czechoslovakia um and he uh, immigrated to Australia after the second world war and um sort of wanted to start again in the new world and um yeah my father, who was uh, no longer with us um he he did over fifty harvests on wow. the property so so yeah which you know. Even in a, even in an old world context, that's that's quite a thing to. That's a, that have one, an extraordinary achievement. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, speaking
2: of extraordinary, I mean, so Mike Benny, who's our next guest, um, he he penned this quote in 2018, which is, "What an amazing estate this is, steeped in family history, pioneer spirit, unique older vines." That that pioneering spirit, something I'd like to talk about. I mean, mm. that's it's a pretty incredible story.
1: Yeah, I guess um, so. We there's still the family winery in in Czech, which is sort of run by some probably now second and third cousins of mine, and that was established in um, the late 1700s. So our our kind of lineage goes mm. back that far. Wow, um, you know, right through, and and I, I guess that's kind of all my, my grandfather new so um so he was obviously very keen to kind of continue that that tradition in the new world mm-hmm. um and um we're sort of we're, we're located at Greytown, which is pretty much halfway between mcgambie and, and Heathcote. um which is really it's in the middle of the bush um and and sort of people come out there and they're sort of quite surprised on how on earth did you end up you know at gray town mm-hmm. um and, and it's how sort in of how very on much earth a story did you... <laughs> sorry guys
0: um and Yeah, I suppose you're about to tell us how you did end end up there. Was it a gold mining sort of area as well?
1: Yeah, so you're sort of going back to the sort of 1800s with that. So Greytown did have a population of about 30,000 people during the gold rush. Mm -hmm. Um, But it it was a a very, very quick diggings there because um, it it sort of happened during a drought. And then that that broke and, and all the mines got flooded and the miners basically left there and tried to move somewhere that was probably a bit easier. Um, but had the gold rush been sustained, there no doubt it, it'd be a place you know similar to Ballarat ben- or Bendigo. Mm-hmm. Bendigo now, where now it's you know basically just ironbark forest um, through a lot of that area. Um, but uh, just via the sort of Czech community, my my grandfather met a, um, a, a priest who was a, a former former countryman um, as as he was, and uh, this this priest was sort of working around. He's getting Rushworth at the time, Father Botcheck, and uh, he introduced my grandfather to this um, uh, vineyard that was planted in the 1890s, um, which is which is still still producing a little bit of fruit each year, um, though, though it is sort of pretty decrepit now. Um, and uh, that vineyard is sort of not far from you know where the property my grandfather acquired. So. Um, he sort of sort of found this place and saw that it was productive then for growing grapevines and um, and, and then sort of started anew on the back of that.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. And is there a bit of an Osica kind of Cromie thing there too? Is Joseph Cromie being another Czech kind of winemaker?
1: Did you guys have a
2: bit of a ever chat about stuff or your grandfather?
1: Uh, not, not, not that I'm aware of. Right. Um, I, I, I have a connection with Joseph Cromie, as I used to play rugby with uh, Oki Mybra, who's the uh, the uh, winemaker there now. But that's oh, probably right. as close as it gets. Oh, that's so.
2: <laughs> we were talking to Nick Spencer about rugby before, so that's okay.
1: I used to play with Nick as well. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. There you go. Nick Nick and Hockey were both far better players than yeah, I Well, so. Nick was
2: pretty good, and Nick's dad was pretty good too. I think he was in the Canberra region, you know, mm. um, Ocker Spencer, maybe it was or something. He was well known within the Canberra rugby circles. I, I also had a message, Simon, from one of my good customers who says your Celador or your tours are pretty amazing. Steve Giacon. Um he says, kid, he's playing tennis, so he couldn't join us this morning. What's the Celador experience like when we come to Paul Ossica?
1: It's, it's pretty organic, to, to be honest. Um, so, we're, we're open by appointment, and because um, we are off the beaten track, we, we do appreciate people coming and seeing us. Um, so, we do try to spend a bit of time with people if they have the time, and, and, and even though we may not have a lot of wines available, you know, we can, you know, inevitably end up having a chat and, you know, trying some barrels and things like that. Yeah, um, cool. I, I, I guess for us, um, it's not as much about selling our wine people coming to cellar door. Um, you know we've, we've got sort of you know a guy that's been buying wine office since 1969 um, and you know if you just think about the amount of wine that he's bought and the number of people he's told about it and what mm. his kids have bought etc cetera, etc cetera. so You know, I think if someone sort of can make the time to come and see us, then, you know, we try to make sure that we can at least give them the best opportunity to understand what we're doing and and if they like it, they can go forward from there.
2: Yeah, and super authentic experience to be able to get in. I remember before I was in the wine industry, I was a muso, getting out to Curly Flat, and um, Philip was like, oh, well, there's no one here. We might as well show you some barrels. And I was like, oh, my... It was incredible just tasting the different kind of mm. building blocks of wines and not knowing anything about it. That was the start of my kind of journey, I suppose, in some ways.
1: Yeah, and I guess if I can kind of trumpet the region a little bit, because a lot of the producers in Heathcote are, uh, you know, for, for want of a better word, sort of mar and par operations, and, um, you know, you, you generally need to make an appointment to make sure people are there and available, but... If you can be organised, then you can get that sort of more, I guess, organic sort of rustic mm. experience. Mm.
0: So, if people want to visit you, do they phone up and make an appointment, or are you open sort of on weekends a little bit? Or?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm there most of the time, um, but but yeah, it's certain certainly by by appointments the best way to mm. to visit us. Um, the cellar can get pretty cold at winter, so it just if nothing else, it means we can at least get the fire going and make yeah. the place a bit more comfortable. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah that's a good. Well, point. It's great. I
2: mean, the heat, it's from Melbourne; it's not that far. But also, there's mm. sort of two on the way through or the way back. I always love stopping off for a pie and a Gunslingers pale ale there, and you know, there's such, such great wineries in the region and it's, and Negambi as well. I mean, you could make a bit of a couple of days trip around really if you wanted to do it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and, and you're right that. We, we're sort of heading into Melbourne at the moment um, and that that drive between Lansfield and Tuberac is, is just stunning. Oh, yeah. um, you know, so if you visit the region, do go that way. Um, one little secret, though, is that as good as the pies are at the uh, the Tuberac pie store, the sausage rolls are off the charts. So. Hey! There you go, insider's <laughs> tips. Yeah. I've never had a sausage roll from there. <laughs> well, that's okay. I want to go there now. <laughs> that, I look like, like I've had a few. That would a good but... enough reason to visit. I oh,
2: know. Yeah. Oh, it's a great little bluestone pub there on the left as you're driving up or on the right as you're driving back. Yeah. Um, so... Paul, um,
0: Simon, would you yeah. say that you are part of the Heathcote region? Is that what your classification would be?
1: Yeah, yeah, that no, we are. We're yeah. sort of the eastern extremity of the Heathcote region. Mm. So um, we sort of, because we've been going for a little while, so I think we sort of classified as central Victoria to start with and then Goulburn Valley and then Bendigo and then sort of eventually Heathcote as sort of all these other regions kind of developed around us.
2: Mm. Um, it's... Uh I think it, I mean, it's a great region. I think, yeah, like, absolutely. But they've been pioneering, um, Mike Benny's quotes, right. So we're talking your particular vineyards or the this iteration, 1955, yeah? So you must have been one of the first up there, really in between. Post-Philoxera. Hmm.
1: Yeah, so there, there is that, that vineyard that I told you about that was in the 1890s yep. and there were sort of vineyards around the gold rush period, which were, I think, wiped out by phylloxera. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, there was sort of our place and then sort of the late 60s, early 70s, there were a few other vineyards that kind of started cropping up around the place mm. um, and, and then, you know, sort of through to the 80s and then sort of during that sort of boom of the Australian wine industry in the, you know, the sort of mid, mid to late 90s, um, particularly at the northern end of the region, Yeah, um, you know, on those sort of red soils where they have sort of available water. Oh.
0: Um. Well, it sounds like a, a must too. So, yeah, i got to get up there. I haven't been up yeah. there.
2: I need to get up there.
0: So um, we will uh, we will come and see you, Simon.
1: No, please do. More, yeah. more than welcome. Like and the fire. And,
0: the uh, kids
2: are doing well in the back. They're, they've done well. You should uh, give them more Vegemite and more screen time, <laughs> I think.
1: <laughs> well, Alison's managed to negotiate it. We're at a car park, where, uh, so it's a bit of cabin fee because we've been through harvest and uh, yeah. We're, uh, we're actually grabbing some yum cha with some friends in town today. Yeah, and they probably just uh, want with, to spend
2: with... a bit of time with their dad.
1: Yeah, and I, I guess, well, for, for me anyway, particularly with COVID, it's sort of been two and a half years since the last yum cha, so which is far too long.
0: Yum cha is one of the great experiences. Yeah. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Yes, enjoy. Actually, well, just very quickly on that, what are you drinking with your yum cha?
1: Uh, well, I'll probably have a, a, a tea or a singtao. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, you know, I guess in a, in, a, in, a, in a better world, a uh, you know a prom uh, cabinet riesling would oh, yeah. be lovely or something like that. Mm,
0: gotcha. I hate talking. Handle the spice, yeah, yeah. the heat. Um, Simon, thank you. Uh, great to have a chat, and thank you for being available uh, on the run as such. Yeah. Um, and yeah, everyone should get up there, two wreck for the uh, sausage roll, yeah. and then <laughs> keep, keep rolling and, uh, and make right. a time with yeah. Simon.
1: Happy days. Yeah. Wonderful. All, All right, on. thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, man. Cheers. Thanks, See Simon. Cheers. Bye-bye. All
0: right, bye. Simon Ossica, Paul Ossica-Wines.